This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Behind the scenes of the biggest TV event of the year. You won't see this on television. It's Lizzo. What's up, Inside Edition? And so good. Demi Lovato after her national anthem triumph. Your phone is exploding in my pocket. J-Lo and Shakira's sizzling Super Bowl performance. But did they go too far? The exclusive Inside Edition poll, plus Sleeper Bowl. That seat cost 8,000 bucks. He would open his eyes maybe for a few seconds and then doze right back off. Wait till you hear who he is. Then, first video, the opera singer accused of breaching security at Mar-a-Lago. What was she thinking? And Harvey Weinstein's accuser undergoes withering cross-examination. She admits she invited Weinstein to meet her mom. Plus, Victoria's dirty little secret. The New York Times expose. What the newspaper says happened to supermodel Bella Hadid. And awkward. He is going to name this Harry because uh, he is really excited about bringing it back to the States with him. Then... 107 and still behind the wheel. Is this America's oldest driver? I've been driving 90 years. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. About 100 million people tuned in to watch one of the most exciting Super Bowl games in years and one of the most electric halftime performances. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira lit up the stage, but there was plenty that went on that wasn't on television. Megan Alexander and our Inside Edition cameras were all over the sidelines with a look at that. Muy caliente. J-Lo and Shakira sizzled their way through the Super Bowl halftime show. I caught up with Jennifer Lopez's fiance, Alex Rodriguez, on the field. Jennifer feeling? She's feeling great, excited. The entire family's here. Her mom's here. The kids are here. She's going to kill it tonight. So they say you have about eight minutes to set up for the halftime show. J-Lo and Shakira getting ready to take this place over. We see so much equipment being rolled out on the field. Let's check it out. J-Lo and Shakira had everyone dancing, including A-Rod. It was Shakira's 43rd birthday, and she definitely proved age is just a number. Her wagging tongue became the meme of the night. 50-year-old J-Lo showed off the pole dancing skills she perfected in her movie Hustlers. Then, a political statement with children in cages, symbolic of families separated at the border. And who's that little girl stealing the show? It's J-Lo's 11-year-old daughter, Emmy. Mom joined in, draped in a flag, one side the Stars and Stripes, the other the Puerto Rican flag. 
The sexy halftime show starring Super Bowl's first Latina headliners is also sparking debate. Empowering or objectifying, asked this USA Today headline. Just a bad strip show, goes this tweet. Evangelist Franklin Graham said he was disappointed, noting that millions of children were watching. We asked Inside Edition Twitter followers what they thought. 67% said it was fantastic. 33% said it was too provocative. We caught Demi Lovato walking on the field, getting ready to sing the national anthem. The importance of the moment wasn't lost on Demi, who was shooting her own memories on her cell phone. Her stirring rendition is earning raves. It's just so surreal. I'm like still gathering myself. Where are you going right now? I'm going to change it out of this. All right. yeah. Friends and family immediately started texting congratulations. Your phone is exploding in my pocket. Can I have it? Oh, beautiful. I also caught up with gospel singer Yolanda Adams. This is a girl power Super Bowl. We've got you, we've got Demi, we've got Jayla, we've got Shakira. Do you feel it? Yeah, and you got Beyonce on the sideline. <laughs> Behind me, Jay-Z, something everyone's buzzing about on the internet that he and Beyonce did not stand during the national anthem. Were they making a silent statement showing solidarity with Colin Kaepernick? No word from the superstar couple. The players gathered on the 24-yard line in tribute to the late Kobe Bryant's jersey number. We spotted another moving moment behind the scenes of the stadium. That's football great Jerry Rice letting a fan with special needs wear his Super Bowl ring. What's up, Inside Edition? And check out Lizzo on her way to a luxury suite. You look amazing. I, I know I look amazing. So do you. <laughs> the stadium erupted after the Kansas City Chiefs roared back from behind in the fourth quarter. There are tears and cheers. It's been 50 years since the Kansas City Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. I think it was worth the wait for these guys. MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes celebrated with his high school sweetheart, Brittany Matthews. We captured some of their conversation after all his dreams came true. Thank you all. Thank you for everything. Super fan Paul Rudd was every Chiefs fan when the actor bear hugged Mahomes on the field. <laughs> These days, people watch the big game with one eye on the television and the other eye on their phone, checking out the latest moments from the game that are going viral. And the dude who fell asleep inside the stadium might be the biggest viral star of the night. It's a Super Bowl snooze. Even loud cheers couldn't keep this guy from dozing off during the first quarter of the Super Bowl in an $8,000 seat. The video's gone viral with more than 6 million hits. Megan Alexander caught up with sporting news reporter Carissa Maxwell, who captured the video. It was a buzz in our section. Everyone in front was, you know, pointing their phones at him and laughing at him. He would open his eyes maybe for a few seconds and then doze right back off. The New York Post is identifying the snoozer as Declan Kelly. He's CEO of an international consulting company and has close ties to Bill and Hillary Clinton. Now he's also known as the guy who took the world's most expensive power nap. And this kid is being called the real MVP of the big game. The gifted athlete runs with lightning speed as NFL stars urge him to carry the ball all the way. Take it to the house, kid. Hey, take it to the house, kid. After the commercial ends, the young athlete actually runs onto the Super Bowl field. He hypes up the crowd and hands off the ball. So who is this sports prodigy? His name is Maxwell Bunchy Young. He's 13 years old and has been named Sports Illustrated Kids Sports Kid of the Year. 
And many viewers say this tearjerker was the best commercial of the night. Hey, Google, show me photos of me and Loretta. The ad features an elderly man whose wife Loretta has passed away. His memory is failing, so he uses Google Assistant to remember things about the love of his life. My favorite was probably the one we loved, the Google oh. one, which was such a beautiful, sad one. Turns out this love story is real. The commercial is narrated by the 85-year-old grandfather of a Google employee who really did lose his wife. Remember, I'm the luckiest man in the world. And how do you celebrate the Super Bowl when you're in quarantine? Remember that plane load of Americans evacuated from Wuhan, China? Well, they still have several more days in quarantine, but they managed to make the best of it. It's a Super Bowl party in quarantine. Chicken wings were on the menu as 200 Americans under quarantine over the coronavirus scare watched the big game outdoors at March Air Reserve Base in California. Jared Evans, who has been giving Inside Edition viewers daily updates about life under quarantine, has gone, well, viral. His Instagram page shows the hunky dude who plays pro football in China and Europe. Fans are inundating him with messages. Lady said, hey, I'd love to be quarantined with you any single day. Uh, another individual is like, hey, if you're lonely, I'll have to get just to stay with you. In China, the epicenter of the health emergency, authorities are reportedly using drones equipped with loudspeakers to scold citizens who are not wearing face masks. Don't forget to wash your hands, the voice commands. There are 11 confirmed coronavirus cases here in the United States. Nine of them are people who traveled to China. The other two contracted it from their spouses. The woman accused of barreling through two security barricades near the president's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida was in court today with her lawyer saying mental health issues were to blame. She's the opera singer who sparked a major security scare at Mar-a-Lago. Now her lawyer says 30-year-old Hannah Romehild didn't know what she was doing. Hannah has a long history of mental illness. She was not taking her medication. The talented singer is not a fan of the president's. She has posted anti-Trump messages on social media. But cops say she was not targeting the president when she smashed through two security checkpoints near Mar-a-Lago last Friday, just hours before the president and first lady's arrival. Trump and Melania attended a fundraiser thrown by the Trumpettes. Check out the huge painting of the president dressed as a football player. The president also hosted a Super Bowl party. Before the big game, he sat down with Fox News' Sean Hannity and took aim at his Democratic challengers, mocking Mike Bloomberg's height. Now he wants a box for the debates to stand on. Okay, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. You can be short. Bloomberg's campaign hit back. He is a pathological liar who lies about everything. His fake hair, his obesity, and his spray-on tan. Ouch. The Drudge Report is calling the squabble the Super Bowl of insults. He's short. He's fat. Has Trump met his match? And it's shaping up to be an historic week. The Senate impeachment trial resumes at the Capitol. Later tonight, the first votes that count in the presidential campaign and tomorrow, President Trump's State of the Union address. Who could forget Nancy Pelosi's side clap last year, which many saw as a derogatory gesture? Ted Cruz was seen recreating the side clap at the impeachment trial after the Democrats' bid for witnesses was defeated. We are calling witnesses 
because that's how a damn trial works. SNL poked fun at the political infighting with Alec Baldwin as Trump shuffling into court using a walker just like Harvey Weinstein. Your Honor, I'm a very sick old man. How could I withhold aid from the Ukraine? President Trump, are you trying to Weinstein me right now? <laughs> And week five of the Harvey Weinstein trial began with the disgraced producer's attorneys trying to discredit one of his accusers, an actress who continued to have contact with Weinstein after she says she was raped by him. Hi, guys. Good morning. The woman who says Harvey Weinstein raped her faced withering cross-examination today and acknowledged that she wanted Weinstein to meet her mom. Jessica Mann was shown an email she sent to Weinstein in 2014 after the alleged rape. My mom is in town. Would love for you to meet her, she wrote. She testified that Weinstein raped her at a Manhattan hotel in 2013. Mann was also shown texts she sent to Weinstein that seemed to indicate she had a continuing relationship with him. Appreciate all you do for me, said one. Hi, just had you cross my mind, went another. The defense calls this friendly or loving email communications from the weeks, months, and years after this alleged rape. And Jessica Mann is trying to explain this away, that this was how she protected herself, that she was in fear of Harvey Weinstein. This is how she was going to protect her family from Harvey Weinstein. Jessica Mann appeared to be much more composed today than she was last Friday, even when Weinstein's defense attorney accused her of manipulating the disgraced movie mogul for the purpose of advancing her acting career. Every time you went to see him, you made him think you wanted to have sex, asked defense lawyer Donna Rotuno. Man answered, I would put on a face and do what I considered role-playing. Question, what do you consider role-playing? Answer, I thought we were creating a fantasy in which we would pretend we were having actual sex. I wasn't happy to do it, but I did it. Harvey Weinstein has pled not guilty. Other news today, a shocking report about a toxic culture at Victoria's Secret. Models being ogled by executives, manhandled and harassed, and retaliation for anyone who complained. Angels in hell. That's the headline in a shocking page one New York Times investigation into Victoria's Secret. Supermodel Bella Hadid was reportedly subjected to crude comments about her breasts at a fitting at the 2018 fashion show. The crack was allegedly made by this man, Ed Razek, the fashion brand's former chief marketing officer. He was thought to be the most powerful man behind the Victoria's Secret show. According to the Times, Razek tried to kiss models and asked them to sit on his lap. One former Victoria's Secret model, Andy Muse, claims Razek tried to kiss her in a limo. According to the Times, she refused Razek's persistent invitations to dinner, and in retaliation, she says she was cut from the big show. Razek released a statement calling the accusations categorically untrue, misconstrued, or taken out of context. Victoria's Secret has been caught up in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Last year, model Alicia Arden told Inside Edition that Epstein manhandled her when she thought she was auditioning for a Victoria's Secret catalog. He was um, picking up my skirt, kind of like lifting up it up a little bit and started to touch my hips and 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 my butt and wanting kind of groping me 
and t physically touching me and saying, let me manhandle you and bringing me forward. The sexiest show on earth was canceled recently with critics saying it's outdated and sexist. Now come these latest allegations of what the Times calls a culture of misogyny, bullying and harassment. In a statement, the company says it has adopted more robust anti-harassment policies and that it's made significant strides in ensuring a safe, safe, welcoming, and empowering workplace. Next. Awkward. He is going to name this Harry because uh, he is really excited about bringing it back to the States with him. Then, he's 107 and still behind the wheel. Is this America's oldest driver? I've been driving 90 years. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The BAFTAs, Britain's version of the Oscars, were held last night. And a joke told by Margot Robbie about Prince Harry got quite a reaction because Prince William and his wife Kate were right there in the audience. Brad Pitt for once upon a time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt skipped picking up his Best Supporting Actor award at Britain's version of the Oscars, sending his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood co-star Margot Robbie. He says um, that he is going to name this Harry because uh, he is really excited about bringing it back to the States with him. His words, not mine, thanks. Look who's in the audience, Prince William and Duchess Kate, who chuckled at the good-natured Megs it did. The high-powered audience all rose as the royal couple made their entrance. Security at the Baptist was on high alert after a terrorist stabbed two people on a London street. He was taken down by police. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for Joker and Renee Zellweger Best Actress for playing Judy Garland. Many say it's a foreshadowing of what we'll see this Sunday at the Oscars. Scarlett Johansson wowed in a pink gown with a beaded bodice and feather train. For the after party, she changed into a different outfit and was photographed with a big run in her tights. And 79-year-old Al Pacino had to be helped up after taking a big spill on the red carpet stairs. When we come back, we'll take a spin with one of the oldest drivers in America. Roughly 72,000 Americans are over 100, and some of them are still on the road. Joe Newman is, get this, 107 years old. And yep, he's one of the oldest drivers in America. Joe is a careful driver. Don't worry, we're at a 45 mile limit. Still fast enough to feel the wind in his hair. He mostly tools around running errands in his Sarasota, Florida neighborhood. And yes, he pumps his own gas and checks the oil. He pays extra strict attention to road signs and always remembers to signal. He says owning a red convertible was always on his bucket list. Well, the secret to being 107 is simply keep breathing. Ladies, Joe is taken. Oh, yes, we're engaged. His fiance Anita, turns 100 next month. And these two still have plenty of pep. Oh, show off. Joe recently renewed his driver's license, which expires in 2022. Yes, he is a good driver. Of course I'm a good driver. That's a silly question. Okay, let's go for a spin. Anita has her reservations about driving with him. I closed my eyes most of the time. Check out her cool shades. We both agree that it would be better if she sleeps while I drive. 
Joe's secret for living to the ripe old age of 107, stay active and don't let life pass you by, even if you have to stay in the slow lane. What a great guy. When we come back, baby's taste test doesn't go as planned. Yuck. Baby Riley is not crazy about quinoa. She starts to gag. Out goes the food. You don't like it? Mom tries again. But it's another no way, no how from Baby Riley. Next time, applesauce. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me DJ and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.